and we're live. Hmm. Of course, I gotta, I gotta take. Um, you know, let me shut the door. Boom. Welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys are good. Just drinking some coffee, a little cup of Joe's, what they call Mrs. Brown Eyes, in my um, check it out in my kettlebell. I mean, how corny is this? There, can you see the drink in there? I don't want to spill it. I don't want to spill it. No more. Mm. Drink along with me. Of course, I only drink black coffee. I every once in a while I'll put something in it, like pre workout C four. <laughs> <laughs> something like that i mean i mean c4 in coffee iced coffee is amazing 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 so so you got to check it out c4 in black coffee iced coffee is just out of this world good so as you can see from the title why you clicked on this video i am and of course i'm live uh, if you're listening to it in a, um, you know, recorded fashion, I'm going to read James chapter one today. You know, James is a, you know, James is an interesting person. You imagine. Okay. So we all know G if you don't know who Jesus is, he's the son of the living God, right? The Messiah. He is the one Messiah, meaning he is the anointed from God. He's the one who is righteous. His blood was righteous. He was sacri he sacrificed himself. He gave himself as an offering for you. That's pretty good. Let me adjust this real quick. My Texas flag. He gave himself as an offering for you. And that's pretty good. I mean, that's real good if you ask me. Like... Checking on that's super good, man. How how awesome is that? I mean, we're talking the King of Kings, the God of the creation of all creation, gave you Himself. He didn't require your blood. He doesn't require that. He you know what He requires your faith and your actions. Your faith. And your love. That's it. He requires faith. And that sets you on a course. James even says it. It sets you on a course. Oh, there's a few. There's a few. Hold on. There's a few. Uh, uh, a few um, facts about James. Did you know that he was a martyr? Like they killed him. And the high priest killed him. In Jerusalem. They're at the capital of Israel. Yeah. He also was with the family when G, G, you know, um, when they went to Egypt. So he was born right after when Jesus after Jesus, and then he was with the family in Egypt. You know, when they tried to kill Jesus, Herod, evil one, evil people. Tried to kill our Lord. You know, the enemy is a liar. You know, he try, he tries to kill us. He tries to, to, to hurt us, break us down. But you know he can't. 
No. If you stand on the word, you stand on the name of Jesus. He will. He can't stand against you. No way, man. It's so good. How glorious is that? That you have, you have, you literally have power over any demonic force. Now, one thing: if you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're missing out. What? Yeah. You're missing out to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, to receiving infilling of the Spirit of God is a second thing that God gives us. Well, we'll get, well I'm not going to go through it right now, but go read the book of Acts. It happens. They get saved. Then they get baptized in the Holy Spirit. They get filled with the Spirit. And yes, there's, it is evidence of that is, is speaking in tongues. It's also laying your hands on the sick. It's all many things. That's why Jesus said, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere until I, the spirit of God comes and, and fills you up. I mean, you think he just joked when he said that? He's like, ah, you just wait 150 days. You'll be fine. You just need that. <laughs> you just need that rest. No, he did not say no. And when the, when the spirit of God came on them, the Bible says it fell on them as of tongue. Not it, it wasn't a tongues of fire, but it was like tongues of fire, right? And the, the 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 sound of a rushing mighty wind. It wasn't necessarily a wind. It was the sound of a wind came into that room, filled those men. There was a hundred and fifty of them in that room and they came out preaching with the power of God with the boldness of God like never before in fact they died James is one of them because they knew and they believed man so let's let's get this started so well anyway that's one that's one um that's one thing put this over here so he was a martyr. He he did go to Egypt, and um, you know he was he was called the brother of the Lord. It's pretty cool. It's I mean I read he's a he's so he stayed a virgin his whole life. He could have not never married. Good for him. No, I didn't. I have four children. <laughs> um. Amen, Lord. Yeah. So. So yeah, James, the brother of Jesus. Let's go ahead and read. I'm going to read. I like the King James, of course. King James is my my physical Bible that I love. I'm going to read from my iPad. I have the uh, Kenneth Copeland reference edition, King James Version. But we're going to read the ESV. It's good, too. The in English Standard Version. All right. James chapter 1. Greeting. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes in the dispersion or abroad. Greeting. Testing your faith. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. The King James says diverse temptations. 
knowing for you know that the testing of your faith produces produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing you know what i i'm going to change this because the king james says it right up it says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Now, I want you to notice trying of your faith. You know, when you have uh, temptations and tests and trials, it's not trying you. It's hold on to your faith. Verse 4, but let patience have perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Pretty, pretty amazing. And if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not or will not refuse it. Right? What a, what a word there. Upbraideth. Pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty awesome word. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. Oh, I need to put this on. Oh, yeah. There we go. A little better. Now you can see me. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with wind and tossed. Verse 7, for let not this man, let not that, not, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of a low degree of low degree rejoice and that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low. Because as the flower of the grass, he shall pass away. For the sun is no longer risen with a burning heat, but it withers the grass and the flower thereof falleth. And the grace of the fashion of it perisheth. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to love that love them. Wait, so the, the Lord has promised to them that love him. Verse 13, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempts he any man, but every man is tempted. When he is drawn away of his own lusts and enticed. Then, when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And comes down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness. Neither is shadow of turning. Of his own will... Begat was born, he us, with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath or anger, for the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if you, if any of you 
be a hearer of the word and not a doer. He is likened to a man beholding his natural face in the glass, for he beholds himself, goes his way, and straightway forgives what manner of man he is, or he was. But whosoever looks into the perfect law of liberty, that's this. This is the perfect law of liberty. Mm. I love it. I love it. But if you look, whoever looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. And if any man among you seem to be religious and bridles not his own tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Mm, that's James 1. Do you see that? Look at look what 26 says. If any man among you seems to be religious and he bridles not his own tongue but deceives his own heart, this man, this man's that's pretty bold. How many there are the who act like they're this and they're this and they're that? Mm -mm. F this on that, hurt people this way, hurt people that way. No control. And it says their religion is in vain or their, you know, their lifestyle, their, what they're doing for the Lord. Man. James slaps you around, doesn't it? He's, he's, I love it. He's so brutal. He's so honest. He's so true. He's remember. He says, "Count it all joy. Count it all joy when you're facing temptation. Many di diverse temptation. It says many types of temptation. Look, we have all kinds of um. We have all kinds of situations that pop up. You're in one right now." I'm in one. Everyone is in a situation. What was the first thing that happened? Jesus announced himself to the world. Basically, he says, I am he. I'm anointed to, he to preach the gospel to the poor. I'm here to proclaim the year of Jubilee, right? Luke chapter 3 and what, or, or what happens, 4. And then he goes straight to the wilderness and he's tempted by the enemy. Not by God, but by the enemy. And he's like, I'll give you all things. Satan says, I'll give you everything. <laughs> he says, what all the kingdoms of the world are yours. And Jesus says, get behind me. Shoot. Shoot. He says, he, he says, thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. I love it. What would Jesus says? The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. There it is. Like he, he literally came to preach the gospel to the poor. To those who need it. He said, I didn't come for the, the healed. I came for the sick, baby. I, you, you guys who are hurting, run to me. Run to me. Who's that guy? Um, the Bee Gees. 
That was Luke chapter four. The Bee Gees had that one song, Run to Me Whenever You're. Remember that one? No, you probably don't. That's okay. It's years ago. 40 years, 40 years old. But that that is really what it is. Remember, that's really what it's about. Remember King David in the in the uh in the old testament. He wasn't the greatest guy. Do you remember a woman named Bathsheba? Had a husband named Uriah. What happened to him? Hmm. The king, King David, had done something bad. He, if you don't know the story, King David saw Bathsheba bathing out in the back of her home or, or in a bath, outside bath. Now, whether she was tempting David or not, I don't think so. But he was taking a look. He was looking down saying, hmm, he knew better. He had a wife. He knew the word of God. He, you know, don't lust after, don't covet your neighbor's wife. He knows the law, you know. He knows it. It's in his heart. He's read it. He believes it. What did he do? I'm gonna. I want her. I want to sleep with her. I want to be with her. I want to touch her. I want to hold her. Yep, that's what he did. And Uriah is out in war, fighting for King David in Israel. <laughs> and David did terrible. Like this is terrible. He stabbed Uriah in the back, literally. I mean, he didn't actually would take a knife and stab him in the back. But it's like spitting in his face, and like you're—I don't care who you are—and he knows this guy. Like he's a, a guy. He's a—he's a man's man. He loves David. He loves the king. You know, because he calls Uriah in. He's like, "Crap, David's King David's like, what have I done?" You know, we're talking about we're we're reading James, but we're talking about you know the temptations of life come. It says if you if you hold strong, let patience. Have perfect work, right? And then you'll be entire, wanting nothing. Be patient. David wasn't. He was like, I gotta have her. I, you know, remember he has he had uh, Michael, his wife, or uh, Michael. I'm not sure how you pronounce her name. I think it was A L M I C H A L. Anyway, you know, beautiful, young, love David. And he didn't. He didn't care. So he called. He so he he brings Bathsheba in and says, "I'm taking you." You know, you can consider this rape. She's married, adultery for sure, lust, fornication, all that, all in one here. And he's like, "Oh, what have I done?" You know, he wo- woke up and realized I messed up. So how am I going to fix this? Oh, she's pregnant. Oh, no, she's pregnant, right? So this is clearly a couple weeks have gone by or a month or two. Uriah's still at war. He's out. Remember, this is years ago where men, I mean, the husbands went off for months and six months, 18 months at a time. Who knows? David's only idea is to trick Uriah, bring him home. If I can get him to drink, hang out, go sleep with his wife, boom. 
No one will know. Uriah have a, has a baby. No big deal. I'm not caught. The sin is covered up. <laughs> that's what that's what we do. It's no big deal. I'll figure it out. I'll fix it. But he says, nope, no, sir. How can I do this? How can I go sleep with my wife at home? He didn't even necessarily mean have, have sexual relationships, uh, relations, or have sex with her. He was literally saying, how can I even go home, sleep in the same bed with her while my men are out there suffering? I'm going to get back on the battlefield, sir. I'm here to defend. I'm here to defend Israel and you. So David's like, oh, God, what do I do? So he tells his commander, look, take Uriah, send him to the front. <laughs> you imagine this guy? What? Send him to the front because you know he's going to die out in the front and we're done. He's, he'll do it happily. He serves king and country. Go, baby, go. So he does. He sends Uriah to the front lines to kill him. That way the king can have his way. And he does. Uriah goes to the front lines, dies in battle. You know, he's victor. He's, a, he's glorious. Loves God, loves David, loves Israel. But not David. Oh, David's burned. David's hurting. David is hurting. Depressed. Sad, and then the baby dies. Mm, awful, awful for for Bathsheba. Awful for David. He marries her, but you know what David does? He runs back to God. He says, "Oh, I've done so wrong, Father. I've done so wrong." I mean, there were physical, earthly consequences for his actions. You know, death came. You know, problems happened because of it. But God said, run back to me. And he did. He ran back to Jesus. He ran back to the Father in this instance, to the Lord. And he was like, mm, take me back. Oh, I've done wrong. Forgive me. Oh, I confess my sin. I have done evil in your eyes. He writes Psalms chapter 55. He sings it to the Lord. You know, he, he, he repented. He wasn't a perfect man, but he ran back to God. But you got to have patience, man. Let patience have perfect work in you. That you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Another thing that James says, if you don't know how to deal with the situation, verse 5, if any man, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not. Um, let's look that word up. Upbraideth. The definition of upbraideth, right, is this. It means, oh, that's not, hold on. Dumb. Click the wrong button. So it's a, it's a deeper meaning. It means like if you have not, if you have not, if you have, for whatever reason, upbraideth not. If you have, for whatever reason, I will not hold something against you. And I will give it to you. Right? That's what it means. I will up, up to upbraid not. 
to reproach, right? Like, for instance, if you're not good enough, I'll still give you wisdom. If you don't deserve it, I'll still give you wisdom. So, you know, so like upbraid means like to find someone with fault, someone that's not good enough, someone who's a coward, someone who's with reproach, right? Meaning they've done evil or whatever. So even if you've done all that, even if you have problem, a problem life, a life just in the curse, God says, I will, you ask for wisdom, I'll still give you wisdom even though you don't deserve the wisdom. Man, that's a good God. That's a good thing. You can always ask God for wisdom. Yes, ask him. Ask him. But you got to be in faith. He says right in the next verse, be in faith. If you're not in faith, you got you have to know you will not receive anything. Let him ask in faith not wavering because if you waver don't think you'll receive anything from god because you won't that's what he says you're not going to receive anything if you're not in faith be in faith that's it man faith for you know for every all my all, all the listeners all the ones who are enjoying this service listen you gotta have faith you have to believe that God is, and he is a rewarder of those who seek him. He is true to his word. What he says is true. What he says comes to pass every time. Every time. What? What about healing? Yes. What about what about goodness? His goodness always. Miracles always. Are they not showing up? Sometimes they don't show up, but they, he sends Look, we have a we have a, a role in this, man. You have a role in your life. You're not an Autobot, an automaton, some you know android that God has made. You have a free will. You have a choice. You choose. Why is it he says it over and over in the scripture? Choose this day. I set before you life and blessing, death and curse. Don't take my word for it. Look, if you're with me, have your Bible open to Deuteronomy. It's in the Old Testament, chapter 30. <clears throat> Are you ready? Are you ready? Verse 19. Deuteronomy 30, 19. Now get your own Bible. I want you to see it for yourself. Because this is God, and this is him showing you, you have a choice to make. He doesn't force you to make a choice. He's like, oh, well, he knows your choice, so you're. he's made you to choose right and wrong, or right and not wrong. And that's not true. Now, he wants you to choose right and wrong. He's put right in you, and he's put wrong in you. Ever since Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Deuteronomy 30, it's a fifth book in the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Are you ready? This is it, man. You have a choice. And, you, and after this, you can never again say you don't have a choice. He says to his people right here. Verse 19. Are you ready? 19. I call 
heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you. Just say yourself, John Smith, Brian Neitch, whoever you are, just say your first and last name. I call to record against you. I have set before Brian Neitch life and death, blessing and cursing that you both that both you and your seed may live that thou mayest love the Lord your God and that thou mayest obey his voice and that thou mayest cleave unto him for he is the, your life and your length of days and you may dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob to give them. He says, choose life. That's verse 19 again. I called and I set before you life, death, blessing, and cursing. Therefore, choose life. <laughs> Amazing. It's simple. It's simple. Choose life. And that's it. So, so we ask for wisdom, but we choose life. We choose the blessing. And life, not the curse and death, the blessing and life. He blessed us with all. Ephesians says, Paul writes, he blessed us with all spiritual blessing. All. All means all. All means all. And we can't be double-minded. We got to stick to this, believe it, and run with it. Run with it. Let's see. I was going to say another thing about this. James chapter 1. Verse 22. Ooh. Ooh. Are you ready? Because this is tough. This is uh, something for you and me, all of us, not the preacher. Not the choir guy. All of us. Not just for someone else. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Because if you're not a doer, you deceive yourself. If you just hear it, you deceive yourself. Because then you're like, I don't got to do it. Why do I need to do it? I'm not doing it. If you're a hearer of the word and a not a doer, it's like a man looking in his natural face, seeing his natural face in a glass. For he see he for he beholds himself and goes his way and and right then forgets what manner of man he was. You can't just be a hearer. God is telling you and showing you who you are. We're we're righteous, we're holy, we're blessed, we're prosperous. Man. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus has changed you and I. Call out to him. Receive what he has. And if you are, do what he says. Love people. Forgive people. Be hopeful, full of faith. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, meaning sing joy, hopeful things. Don't dwell on evil and, 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 and death and doubt and sickness, disease. Don't dwell on that. Yeah, life sucks sometimes. It's hard. It's not easy. But you have one thing that you can do is call out, reach out, hold on to Jesus. 
I mean, after all, you were made a joint heir with him. A joint heir. What? What? A joint heir. Yeah. We are joint heirs with Jesus. Right? It was him that was made Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Jesus was made sin so that I could be made righteous. Man, what a gift. He calls it the free gift. That is the gift of righteousness. Visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and keep yourself unspotted from the world. How do you do that? You look into the perfect law of liberty, the scripture right here, right here on my on the YouTube channel. Daily scripture, daily studying. It only takes a little bit. You didn't have to be five hours or two hours. It couldn't even have to be one hour, 10, 15 minutes, five minutes at the something. Give your give your time to the Lord. Open the Bible, read it, just start reading. You know. Start reading the New Testament. Start with the book of Ephesians. My goodness. That's it, man. You got to start. Or lady. Or person. Or birthing person. Just kidding. Hmm. Let me tell you, though. You have to look into the scriptures. You can't let just someone teach you and preach to you without you finding it out. That's why I like to read it. That's why I don't. I don't go to a church or I don't listen to someone who doesn't actually open the Bible up and teach from the word. I don't, it doesn't matter if you have 15 doctorates in everything. I don't care. It doesn't, you shouldn't have, it doesn't matter if you're not teaching the word of God. If you're, if you've gone to some seminary or Bible school, yet you don't teach the word of God. You know what Jesus did? He preached the word of God. He preached his coming, his resurrection. What did Paul do? He preached Jesus. What did what did James do? Preach Jesus, the truth of the word of God. That's yeah, that's us. That's what we do. We teach the truth. We teach Jesus and his resurrection. And from that, all kinds of things show up. All kinds of revelation. But it's founded in the word, the perfect law of liberty. That's it. It's a pretty easy rule to live by. Don't just listen to every person out there. Even me. Question me. Get your get the Bible. Open it up. What does James chapter 1 really say? I mean, I know we read it. But go back and study it. You don't have to study chapters at a time. Study a couple of verses in order. Don't take it out of context. Read the whole chapter and go back and study. Like when it says be a doer of the word, it's saying do what it says. <laughs> That's pretty simple. Do what it says. Do the word. Weightlifting. No, I'm, I'm teasing. As many of you know, John North is my weightlifting coach. I love uh, weightlifting is amazing. Snatch, clean, and jerk. And he's got do do weightlifting. But honestly, that's the answer. Do in anything. You know, be led. Be led by the Spirit of God. I love it. Brother Moore, Keith Moore. Oh, Keith Moore. Great man of God. Loves Jesus. Oh, he loves the Father. 
Oh, glory to God. You know what he says? What's the answer to a thousand questions? Be led. And that's so true. Be led by the Spirit of God. That's the answer. Oh, that's the answer. Right here. What is it? Romans 8. For those who are led, for those who are led, being led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and daughters too of God. Be led. And who will lead you? The Holy Spirit. He will say everything that Jesus says. Jesus says everything the Father says. They're one. There's the Father, there's the Son, and there's the, the Holy Spirit. And then there's the church. God is so good. Well, that's it. That's James 1. Ah, 36 minutes, 37 minutes. Okay. Hope you guys have a great day. It's Monday, June 21st. It's literally, is that it? Is this, what's the middle? What's the center of what's the center of the year? What date? Let's see. What's Google say? July 2nd. No, is that July 2nd is 183rd day of the year. So we're coming up to the center. Not there yet. Real close. So I love you guys. If you, you need prayer, pray with me. I, I have faith and I believe that what you're believing for is, will come to pass in Jesus' name. If you need healing, take healing right now. I, I, God is a Jesus is the healer. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for he's the healer. If you need healing, just say, I believe I'm healed right now of what arthritis, be healed of arthritis, whatever, whatever it is, grab hold of the word that he says his by his stripes, you were healed. Second Peter, by his stripes, you were healed. All right, let's just, let's just read it, um, read it together. I don't know why I just got that healing. Uh, you know, unction. So if you're listening, whoever you are, let's read the scripture together. Because how do you get faith? Hearing the word of God. That's the answer. I love the Amplified. While being reviled and insulted, he didn't insult back when he suffered. And he made no threats. But he entrusted himself to the judge. The father yes he did yes he did and it says right here who his own self bore our sins in his body upon the tree jesus that we've died that he, having died unto sins that we might live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed because jesus his stripes on his back took our sickness and disease and you are healed because of his sacrifice. So call out today. So thank you, Father, for Jesus' sacrifice and his the stripes on his back. Because of that, I am made whole. And walk in it. Do something you couldn't do. You are healed. Stand up out of that wheelchair, whatever it is. He is the healer. And this whole nonsense of it, there's no healing for today, false. He is the miracle worker. He is the healer. And God loves you. So take that and run with it. He is the healer. Be healed today. Amen.